You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for joining us for the weekly leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and today we're discussing Unit 35, Session 5, Defending the Faith. In this session, we are looking at the book of Jude, one of the shorter but weightier books in the New Testament. And I adore this book of the Bible because it's one that helps us to understand what it means to contend for the faith. And that word right there is a key for you in both understanding that book and working through it with your groups. Often we think about contending as uh, apologetics or debate, of defending against an obvious false teaching, specifically in the form of the content of an individual's teaching. And certainly that is a part of it, but it's not the only aspect of what it means to contend for the faith. Contending also has to do with defending uh, the faith against false practice. So in other words, to truly contend for the faith, we have to care about both um, the content of our teaching and our conduct as believers. So in light of this, I believe there's a couple of areas of discussion that will be especially fruitful and profitable for you this week. The first is this is this issue that's raised in point two of the session, uh, learning how to identify false teachers. Uh, So you want to help your group see and understand that we need to avoid simplistic thinking that only looks at the content of a person's teaching. Now, you'll notice on page 174, Uh, 107 of your leader guide that there's a table there that is is trying to define the difference between a false and genuine teacher of the faith and um, in that you'll see that it does include contact content but it also looks at character there are and we have seen many examples uh, uh, like this come to light in recent years unfortunately but there are many people who can deliver a true message that they don't actually believe. This is something that the scriptures themselves testify to and and say that there, there um, are some who preach the gospel out of false motives. Um, and there are others that they say initially appeared to be to be of us, but then departed, revealing themselves to not be from us. Um and this is the and this is the key to identifying those who can 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 proclaim a, or deliver a true message that they don't actually believe. Um, it's their lives that re- reveal themselves to be something other than the content that their te- of their teaching would suggest. Uh, and so we need to protect one another from that sort of wickedness, which is far more insidious than simply the content of false teaching, um, especially in a disembodied digital age where teaching from people who will never engage with us in any way um, can all too easily enter not just our our phones and our ears, but our hearts and our minds. So we need to think about, okay, what? think about the sources of what podcasts are we listening to? What books are we reading? Who are the people that we are um, over, um, either explicitly or um, in, in almost a passive, in a, in a semi-passive way? Um, who are these people that we are allowing to shape our 
faith in Christ, how we conduct ourselves as believers. Because some of those people, even though we'll never meet them, are genuinely helpful, but others are incredibly harmful. And so the second issue um, that you're going to want to discuss as well is protect is um, protecting people from false teaching. And so you're going to see that in point three of your book. Um, you want to help your group to recognize that protection comes ultimately not just from good teaching, but from relationships as well. Um, we can't defend others against, um, from against false teaching, and we can't defend ourselves to, to, to a degree against false teaching without knowing people, without knowing their struggles, their temptations, their desires, their strengths and weaknesses. So your theologically minded but highly analytical group member faces as many opportunities to be ensnared by false teaching as the most tender-hearted person who asks many questions and obviously struggles with some extreme doubts. The person who whole is, who seemingly has it all together and can recite to you the book of Jude in Greek is, has as much risk to their faith as does the person who is barely holding on to Jesus with their fingernail. So you need to have so things that we need to do. We need to help one another in this. We need to help one another to see that things like questions are good things, especially questions that are asked with the legitimate motive of learning, of understanding, of growing, of gaining confidence in our faith. We need to help people to see that struggling with that doubts doesn't necessarily mean that they're on the way, they're automatically on the road to apostasy, um, but it can be an opportunity to come alongside and strengthen a brother or sister. Um, that include that also includes people who struggle with, um, with, with, um, desires that are contrary to uh, to what God has has intended and has said is right and best. Um, the struggle itself does not mean apostasy. There are ways to discuss these things in order to help people see that there is a way to be faithful even in dealing with with contrary desires. Um, and. And so we also need to help people see that assuredness and confidence doesn't have to result in arrogance, but that um, assuredness and confidence can ultimately lead to humility, the posture that God desires for his people. Thanks for listening to this week's Leader Training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.